Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Coach's Corner. I'm Coach Andrew Porretz from Ingenuity Coaching. I help people discover and fulfill their passions and greatness. My mission, to inspire and challenge you to dream big dreams and with my coaching, help you to manifest those dreams into reality. You can visit my website at www.myfuturecoach.com and follow me on Twitter at Coach Andrew. If you're listening live and you have a question, the phone number here is 646-929-2893. Again, that's 646-929-2893. You'll be able to listen to the show on the phone, and if you want to talk to me or my guest, just press the number 1 and I'll know you have a question. We also have a live chat room right on the show page where you can feel free to join in. Tonight, my guest is Love Coach Laura. You can meet this dynamic and heart-centered dating relationship coach. Love Coach Laura works internationally as a coach, author, guest blogger, speaker, and a lover of love. Realizing that many others are struggling to find the one for them, Laura created and authored Dating with Intention, the hiring process, a working guide to lead participants through a step-by-step process, encouraging them to let go of the frustrating and often disappointing dating process. Are you tired of handing your heart to the wrong person? Well, tonight, Laura Wilson is going to share some tips on dating effectively. Laura, are you with me? I'm with you. Hi, Andrew. Hello, Laura. Laura, a face in the misty light. (laughs) Have you ever heard that before? No, I have not. Ah. I believe that is a first for me, a face in the misty light. Thank you. Yes, Footsteps That You Hear Down the Hall. (laughs) That's actually a song called Laura. It was from a a movie called Laura. Yes. And a man who is searching for his uh, lost love, who he keeps on thinking he sees somewhere. And there was a wonderful theme song to it that later had words put to it, and is one of my favorite Frank Sinatra songs. Wow. So when we're going to speak about love coach Laura, we should add that Laura has her own love song. (laughs) That's awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) So tonight you are where? I am in Modesto, California. Modesto. Yes. Smack in the middle. Yes. In the middle of California. That's right. Mm-hmm. Central Valley. I've passed through there once or twice on my way up or down. It's a it's a it's it's Modesto. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? Yeah, you're too modesto about uh, <laughs> where you live. Beautiful, beautiful. So yeah. tell me, Laura, um what brought you to become the love coach? How did that happen? Wow. Okay, how did that happen? I guess I guess it started when I was in high school actually. Mm-hmm. Uh when when even before I even knew really anything about relationships, a lot of my friends would come to me and talk to me about what was going on in their love life and uh I I guess I'm a good listener. Uh, that's just one of my natural skills. I genuinely care about people. And they would come to me and ask me uh, advice and talk to me about what was going on. And this t- just sort of was a theme for me in my life, I guess. You know, friends would come and talk to me and sometimes even strangers on a BART train or something. So, 
it's just sort of something that I think was destined to be. <laughs> yeah, um, so you, you were sort of like the Dear Abby of your high school? I don't know if I was the Dear Abby, but certainly I definitely have a lot of people who would come and talk to me about it and, you know, ask me questions and get advice and input. And I, I honestly, as a high school kid, what did I know? I didn't really know that much. Well, but well, what was it about you at that time that made that happen? I think it's that I care and that I'm a good listener. And that everyone who knew me knew that that was the case, that I would listen, that I would try and give a non-biased, uh, non-judgmental mm-hmm. input. Now, certainly the, the, the kinds of love entanglements that happen in high school are different than some of the ones that happen later on. I mean, I think we have a lot of those, the puppy loves, we have the clicks, we have all those kinds of things. But do you remember anything that really stood out for you back then? Back in high school, Mm -hmm. I do. I remember um, having uh, my sister's, uh, my sister and her uh, boyfriend went through a lot of challenging ups and downs. And I can remember that Somehow, for some reason, I was the go-to person that they would both come and talk to about it, which seems a little bit strange looking back on it now, but it was just something that had occurred. So you were like, uh, you know, some people are born to be you know, the catcher for the Yankees, and you seem to have been born to be the love coach. I was, yeah, I think so, too. I do. It's I think cool. it's my calling. Yeah. If such a thing exists as a calling, I do believe it is my calling. So tell me about something like how how did you develop this uh you know after high school? How did I develop my program? Your pro- well how did you first develop your the this particular you know skill or talent what did you have any particular training that led you down this path things of that nature? Absolutely. Well, you know when I went to college I got a degree in computer science. And so I was working on computers, and I learned about myself that uh, computers bring out the worst in me. Hmm. (laughs) I don't have the patience for them. I don't have the tolerance for them. They would drive me crazy. And so uh, I had to go through sort of a time where I was like, well, what do I really want to be when I grow up? And I discovered the wonderful world of coaching, and people, amazingly, do not drive me crazy. I actually have a lot more patience and tolerance dealing with people than I do with computers. And I, and for some reason, I, I tend to understand them better mm-hmm. as opposed to a machine, which is supposed to work in a specific way and, you know, requires a great deal of, um, I don't know, patience for me. I would get mm-hmm. frustrated with the darn things. If they weren't working properly, you know, I just want to throw it out the window and run over it with my car. But I never feel that way with people. So, this is a good so thing. Just, I think so, too. Yeah. So deciding to be a coach uh, was a, was exactly, you know, because people would talk to me, because people felt comfortable coming and sharing their personal information and opening up to me, I thought, you know, this is definitely the avenue. So I went to the International Coach Academy. Hey, me too. Yay, I know. It's great. Mm. It's a wonderful school. And I learned a lot more about the coaching process. And then later on, of course, um, I developed some uh, program myself that I use Mm -hmm. with the coaching process. So it works really well. And when did you go to ICA? That was in uh, 2010. 
Okay, so that was a, a, a few years, year, years after me. Yes. Otherwise, I, you know, I, I'm sure I would have asked if I could carry your virtual books to school. <laughs> that is so sweet. Thank you. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. <laughs> and they're so heavy, those yes, virtual books. Yes, of course. <laughs> I wouldn't want to put you out or anything. <laughs> I mean, they have a tremendous mass, like as good as big as the sun. <laughs> I love it. Virtual uh, school is wonderful because yeah. you have those. Download a file, read the file, it's mm-hmm. all good. And then the classes are fantastic, too. You get to meet a lot of wonderful people. Uh, I always love that, um, you know, in the in the classroom environment in ICA, uh, you have people calling in from literally all over the world. And it's crazy, crazy times. Like, it could be 6 in the morning for me. It could be 2 in the afternoon for somebody else where they were. It could be 3 in the morning for another person. And you, 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 people tend to come, would tend to, come on the same calls and the similar schedule so you would learn to recognize the voices without anybody saying who they were. Yeah. And I made uh, friends that I'm friends with to this day. Some I've gotten to meet in in real life. Some have crossed over to this country or the bridge from New Jersey, depending which was closer. Quite a, Quite an interesting experience. I loved it. Uh, there's something about it, and it was an international classroom. And so being in the same room with people from all over the world and just talking to them and mm-hmm. opening up and sharing about all the different things and, and just learning together, it was a wonderful experience. Yeah, and the accents. And of course, I don't have one, but everybody else did. <laughs> That's right. That's true for all of us, you know. <laughs> I deny any any anything. So I want to hear about this program that you developed while you you were, you started to develop while you were in ICA. No, actually, it was after. And it was after. Actually, the program's pretty new. Yeah, I've, oh, I okay. developed it just this year. Um, it's called Dating with Intention: The Hiring Process, and it's really not about helping you get more dates. It, you know, that's not really the intention. The intention is to date with the intention of finding someone to share mm-hmm. your life with. So it's very clear in that, uh, you know, it's not just about going out on dates. It's about finding that key person, that wonderful person that you can create a life with. Right. Now, how did you come up with this title and what made you think of dating as a hiring process? (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of different. Yeah. Uh, It was really a a few years ago, I uh, separated from my husband, who I'd been married to for 20 years, and I found myself back out in the dating world, and it was scary. It was kind of, um, it made me very nervous. I wasn't sure, how do I meet people? You know, oh my goodness, what if, uh, you know, what if uh, I meet someone and I like them and they're like crazy or, you know, all these thoughts that come rushing into your head. No, sure. (laughs) <laughs> so for me, I just started, I had, I really did this process. And I thought of, you know, those phone conversations were kind of like I was doing an interview. And so, and, and the way that the dating with intention, the hiring process, the concept is you're dating with the intention of hiring a partner. You're going to find mm. that partner that meets your criteria for what you want in someone to share your life with. And so I had put these pieces in place for myself. I knew what I wanted. I knew exactly what, you know, qualities and characteristics. And, you know, I had laid it all out. So I was very, very clear in my 
in my intention and where I wanted to go. And that's the that's the pre-work, if you want to call it that, mm-hmm. like the homework, before you get out there and start just randomly dating. It's about being more proactive mm-hmm. or, you know, as opposed to reactive. Sure. So instead of dating and going, yeah, that, that works, that doesn't work, or yeah, he's kind of cute and that's fun, you know, getting very clear, knowing what you want, knowing what you bring to the table, mm-hmm. that confidence level, all those things, having all of that in place. And this is the process that I actually used to find the love of my life. And it worked great. And it actually, since then, when I developed the program and I use it with other people, and it works. So what you're saying is that you started this by you creating it for yourself, for your <laughs> yeah. real-life project of finding yourself a partner. Yes. And th- when you when you started this, was this something you thought, oh, I'm going to do this and then bring it out to the world? Or were you just thinking, i got to get myself a guy? It was all a personal project. It okay. really was. And it was just the way that I did it because I guess – uh, I, you know, having that clarity, knowing what I wanted, and and I, and it's partly, I think, the, just the coaching background and the coaching experience of asking questions and and really trying to dig in and identify the person that I'm talking to to see if that's someone, you know, that I could consider sharing a life with. I didn't want to do like the uh, temporary thing. I didn't want to waste a lot of my time. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't want to get caught up in uh, relationships that weren't really going where I felt ultimately I wanted to go. I was looking for someone to share a life with. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to spend a lot of time just dating randomly. And so I got very focused and very direct, and I used this process, and it worked wonderfully. And were any roses involved in this process? Was there a final rose? I'm, I'm just sure. kidding. That's like some of the reality shows of... Uh, uh, no, yeah, no. We didn't do the reality show Rose thing, no. I wasn't on TV, no. Okay. <laughs> I was just kidding. But I thought I'd throw that in. So tell me a little bit about this process. How did it, how did, how did, you know, what was the initial process that you created and, and what changed uh, afterwards to the, I guess you would say, the commercial version of your life? Well, the initial process was... You know, I was getting very clear about what direction I wanted my life to go Mm -hmm. in. I was making a lot of changes. And so there's one thing that we do, actually. It was within the ICA program, and it was about uh, getting your five-year vision. Do you remember doing that? I don't know if you did that. I don't think we did that. Okay. So uh, within that, it was like I got very, very clear about what it was I wanted my life to look like exactly. And that actually was a huge step for me in getting me closer to identifying this ideal partner. So I I did that. And then, mm-hmm. uh, of course, then I'm getting out and I'm dating. And uh, I had all those things that a lot of women uh, and maybe men, too, felt was uh, insecure, maybe worrying about what if I don't find this person? What if I fall in love with somebody and they don't fall in love with me and all those things? So then I worked on um, the internal stuff, which was really uh, picking up my confidence, getting to where I kind of recognized who I was, because everyone is a unique individual. Mm -hmm. Not everybody, you know, no two people are alike. We're all the only one, just like Tigger. I always use that little analogy, you know, Pooh Bear Tigger. I'm the only one. So (laughs) we're all the only one. Okay, I'm not familiar with that. You're not familiar with Pooh Bear and Tigger. Oh, Pooh it's, Bear. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He does that little happy dance where he's bouncing on his tail. I just, Tigger uh, does. I don't know if that's before or after my time. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Okay, well, maybe I just dated never, myself, but I'm such a huge Pooh Bear fan. So that was that's big for me. So we're all these unique people. And what is it that makes a person unique that they bring to the table that maybe no one else has? And it's really, um, you know, no one is a cookie cutter. So we all have different little um, personality quirks, little things that we enjoy, sense of humor, uh, just the way that we are that is unique to us. And I believe that once a person feels really confident about that and they know mm-hmm. who they are and they get out there and start talking to people, they have that that whole sense of confidence which really attracts people to you because they see that you're walking proud and that you're kind of flashing your feathers and saying, yep, here I am, I totally rock, you know, like that. Well, that's like, I think they call that inner game. Yep. You got it. So if you have to have a strong inner game to get a good outer game going. Absolutely, mm. and that is very attractive to people when you know yourself and you know what you're passionate about and you you know know where your heart is and and what your values are. I mean that's very attractive when someone especially when you're dating because someone wants to know you, and if they're considering you in terms of someone to share a life with, not just someone to spend some time with, which is fine, but if they're considering you in terms of you know i I really want to create a life now. Mm-hmm. Uh, then the more clear you are about who you are and what you bring, you know, that just really attracts them if that's sure. what, you know, if they're the person who's going to resonate with that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah. in your process, like, in meeting, first of all, where did you meet the love of your life? I, I met him online. Really? Yes. Uh, what was What type of a site was it? I'm a huge advocate of online dating. What's great about online dating is you get to do it at home in your pajamas. Uh, Okay. (laughs) You can keep your bunny slippers on. And And it really does look like, uh, you know, kind of resume hunting uh, if you do it online, doesn't it? A little bit. You can kind of get a picture of what people are uh, Mm -hmm. like, maybe a little bit. I, I, you know, I do a lot of um, hunting and pecking and looking around at what, people have on uh, posted on their profiles and i do see that there are some mistakes that people make uh pretty frequently um however you know if you put yourself out there and you're just really honest and open and you're not there to play a game and uh you know you're just are really straight with who you are i i do believe it's a wonderful uh method of meeting people uh, so i'll just put you on the spot here can you think of let's say the top three or so mistakes that people make in online dating? I can think of the top three mistakes. I should, have, I should like, give you a drum roll. <laughs> no. Wait, let me, give you, let me give you a drum roll. Okay. Why, thank you. That You're was welcome. a lovely drum roll. Thank you. So I think the first one is when you put up your profile picture, put up a picture that is you kind of naturally being you. Mm -hmm. A lot of people will put up a picture that has that kind of I'm sexy, come hither look. Mm -hmm. And you have to know this is the first impression that you're making on someone. So if I'm going to make my first impression, do I want my first impression to be, hey, I'm available for the night? You know, because a lot of these pictures, that's what it looks like. You're saying, hey, you know, call me. I'm I'm, I'm here. Right. <laughs> and if you're looking for someone to share a life with, you know, think about how that person is going to perceive you. It's important. 
to present yourself. Even if you're just in your blue jeans and a T-shirt hanging out in front of the house, that's totally fine. You know, but just look natural. Be you. You know, we want to get right. an idea of who you are. So that's number one, I think, is be aware that your profile picture does make an impression, and it's mm-hmm. pretty important that you make an impression that you that attracts the kind of person you want. If I, you want someone to take you seriously and you want someone to share your life with, then put out the right kind of image. Um, number two is do not lead with your baggage. If you have a lot of um, uh, past experience, a lot of times we take that with us. You mean emotional And we have baggage. a lot of these hurts, right, mm-hmm. that we mm-hmm. can't let go of. And so if you put out there, you know, I don't want anybody who's a, a loser or a moocher or a cheater, you know, this is not a good way to to lead off because it really makes an announcement that you have some issues. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and you attract that kind of person. Yes, yes. That's right. And then number three is, uh, you know, get be real. Be real about who you are. Um, I see that a lot of people will not post very much. You know, I like I like I like walks on the beach and cuddling by the fire. Well, everybody oh, likes walks on the beach and cuddling by the fire. So, what is it that makes you different and unique? Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that when we're in the program, that's one of the things that I help people to work through is what is it that makes them different and unique and how do they present that to the world? See, for me, it's I walk on the fire. You walk on the fire. I walk on the fire. Do the fire by the fire. See, now, you've got to put that on your profile. Yeah. That's going to stand out. I, I like to walk on the fire. Not That's right. Next to it. <laughs> it's just like, you know, with Tony Robbins, walking on hot coals. <laughs> and you could do that. See, that's, and right. that's cool because it makes you stand out a little bit. Get out there. Be yeah. you. Now, I'll tell you, when, like my um, least favorite shot, like in a, in a in a picture on a dating site, that I would think is a terrible mistake is when women put pictures of them with their much prettier friend. <laughs> like, which come one on. is which? Who are you? <laughs> How can I? You know, gee, or, or their, you know, their their really gorgeous daughter, who's like old enough that I'm like, oh wow, you're oh yeah, oh you're that that the other one. Oh. <laughs> So put a picture of just you. (laughs) You want to have the intention come on you, and not like, hey, who's 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 your friend? That's right. Put put the attention on you. That's good. I mean, I've noticed a lot of that though. I think that's kind of uh, kind of odd. I don't know if you've encountered that. I've seen it for sure. Yeah. And it's a women thing. I mean, I haven't seen that coming from from men. Although I think I think the one that I hear about the most, the complaint they hear about the most, of men with uh, shirtless pictures of men, yes, and men on motorcycles with their truck or whatever, yes, with a with a with a dead deer on the truck, never never goes over. <laughs> I don't know. It might go over for someone who enjoys hunting. Yeah, I guess it would go you know, over. There's, like in everybody has their own thing. But so not, if there's a woman the who really city. likes hunting. She's going to be all sure. over it. Yeah, but I always said, you know, guys, don't, you know, no pictures with your shirtless pictures. And 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 then, there were, you know, I'm he- I hear about what people, kind of pictures that some men send out. And yes. It kind of shocks me that they actually think that's going to work. It probably does work some of the time, but that's not 
the if you're looking with the intention <laughs> of finding a partner right. again to share your life with, yeah. it's not necessarily the way you want to lead. And I agree with that as far as the shirtless thing too, because they may be really sexy and look really hot, and they'll probably get a lot of attention. But is it the attention from the type of person that you want to mm-hmm. attract to share a life with? So it depends on why you're dating. Some people date just for fun, mm-hmm. uh, and that's just where they are in their life, and that, there's nothing wrong with that. But what I focus on specifically is helping people to date with the specific intention of finding the ideal person to share their life with. So what? Um, so I wanted to hear about what has changed uh, since you created the program for yourself. What has changed today to how? You know, what have you from the things you've learned from dealing with people? I've added a lot, and uh, actually, um, it's been a wonderful experience because when you start meeting other people who are kind of going through that same thing, and in many ways they may have the same concerns and the same fears that I had, uh, or they may have other things come up. And so, as a result of that, I've had to add some things to the program. It to you know specifically if you want to know specifics, <clears throat> I, I'm no, sure. actually I, <laughs> I'm actually going to be doing a a teleclass coming up in January uh, for that goes over the seven successful tips for finding your ideal partner now, and we're going to go through all of those. But I can share with you some of what they are. Sure, give me like you know one or one of one or two. We don't we don't want to give them everything just to give them a taste. <laughs> right, just the taste. So uh, one of them is identifying your needs, knowing what you really want. Why are you getting into a relationship? And what is it that you're longing for? And getting really clear about those needs. That's really important part of it. And another one is um, letting go of your baggage, what we talked about a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. And, and instead, like online, you don't want to lead with your baggage. But in order to open up your life for someone wonderful to come in, you need to let go of your past hurts your past anger, uh, the things that may be holding you up. And, uh, you know, often we fall into, we end up seeming like dating the same guy over and over again, even though he has a different body, you know, comes in a different shape, but it's the same form. Or same, you know, women, you know, if you're a guy who dates women, then maybe you end up with the same type all the time and you're frustrated about that. Uh, There's tends to be, you know, whenever we get hurt, it's an experience. So we need to turn around and instead of being uh, maybe resentful or frustrated about that experience, we turn around and learn to uh, value and appreciate the experience and create a whole new energy around it so that you're attracting someone new that has the qualities that you really want Hmm. as opposed to the same version as before. Nice. So... um you know, just backtracking just a little bit to the internet dating. So I got a question from the chat room. Woo! <laughs> what about safety with internet dating? Are there any precautions one needs to take? I love it. Yes, absolutely. I definitely believe you should take precautions. I would say always, you know, before you go and meet someone, if you're online and you're just chatting online. Uh, that's not, I don't think that's too complicated because on those online dating sites, you're messaging back and forth. If you don't go log into that site, they don't have any access to you really. You know, they don't have your email Mm -hmm. address. Don't give them your email address. You know, you don't need to give them your your phone number or, you know, to text you. 
until you have a chance to get to know them a little bit. And that you can start immediately with your messaging when you're doing the back and forth. So, you know, use those precautions. Make sure that you're not going out and just meeting some total stranger. And then, of course, just the regular advice, which would be if you are going to go out and meet them for the first time, meet them in a public place. Go to a coffee shop. You know, it doesn't have to be a long date date night. It can be uh, let's just meet and say hello at the local coffee shop because if no sparks fly, then you've only wasted, what, maybe 20 minutes, half hour of your time. Sure. And it doesn't have to turn into a big three-hour, oh, my gosh, how do I escape out of this nightmare? You know, I knew a guy. <laughs> I knew a guy some years ago who um, would he would put ads in New York Magazine, which is a big – as a you know, so well before online dating was around New York Magazine's personals, uh, you know, very high end people would tend to to use this. And this guy, I mean, he had, he had a lot of money, but he was a real jerk. You know, it was my friend's brother, so he was not a friend of mine, but I know the story. And he would meet women, but rather than do this casual thing like, oh, let's meet for a drink, he would make this like a big date, like uh, we'll meet at a, we'll go to a Broadway show. <clears throat> and he would uh-huh. meet at a Broadway show. If he didn't like the woman, I'm not making this up, he would leave during the intermission and not come back. Wow. And I... it says nobody could believe that anybody would do a thing like that. They would always call him. What happened? I was worried about you. You yeah. went to the bathroom. You never came back. <laughs> and I wonder what he would say about that. He was just such a, like, uh, he actually finally did get married and just recently got divorced after after a bunch of years. But I was, I was like, I remember thinking, like, how could anybody do that? I think a Broadway show is great and beautiful and fun, but how is that, uh, for a first date, it doesn't really allow you to communicate a lot and get to know each other a lot. Right. Because you're really, your attention is 100% focused on the show. And, of course, you're not really engaging with each other. So where that might be fun and exciting, yay, a Broadway show, which, of course, you'd love to go do, I wouldn't necessarily recommend that for a first date. No, I don't I don't think it's a good idea. Um, <laughs> because as you're saying, you're not, you're mainly you're sitting, looking away from each other and not chatting for the majority of the evening. Right. And it's if like you're chatting, then the people around you are going to be angry and mm-hmm. telling you to hush. <laughs> You know, and if you're putting like a Pez dispenser on the other person's uh, knee, that, that would mean you're in a Seinfeld episode. <laughs> so okay, this this is the warning to your gals that uh, beware, he will bring Pez. That's right, Pez. <laughs> and walking on hot coal. Walking on hot coal. Those are the, those are the things I bring to the table. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> If I drop the Pez on the hot coals, it's you know kind of it's gone. Gone. It's it's not good. <laughs> That's the end of those Pez. <laughs> so what? Uh, so tell me about now the program that you're doing now, and yes. what does it look like? What does the program look like? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I have a uh, guidebook where we walk through all of these different processes. Uh, to take you from where you are right now to get you completely 100% in the driver's seat so that you are proactively out there looking for your ideal partner. And uh, you will learn how to, uh, not only what you want, but like it's so, imagine it's like you're you're looking to hire someone. You're going to mm-hmm. hire a partner. 
right, into your life. And this is a huge position. It's not a small position that you're hiring for. You're hiring for someone who is going to share your life. That's a big deal. So you need to know what those requirements are, what it is you're looking for. Uh, you know, what do they need to have or be specifically um, to meet those requirements? And then what are the benefits package that you bring to the table, which helps you really get to that place where you are, um, what do you call it, in your game, where you're walking, yeah. flashing your feathers, you're strutting your stuff, you feel really good about you. So we go through all of that. We go through releasing that uh, baggage if there's anything hanging you up. Um, getting clear about your attention, intentions. And uh, then we, we learn how to conduct the interviews because a lot of people will say, well, you know, I don't know what questions to ask. How do I find out who this person really is? And, and uh, you know, how is it that we can – sometimes you'll sit down and you'll talk to someone on mm-hmm. the, even even on the phone, like before you even go out on a date. Um, I highly recommend that, by the way. Talking on the phone before you go out on the date so that you can kind of get a feel for oh, sure. does the conversation flow? Are we comfortable together? Is this someone I actually want to go spend X amount of my time with before I invest that time and energy and getting dressed up and putting on my, you know, getting my hair done or whatever it is I have to do to get ready for a date, you know, picking out my fanciest clothes, you know, whatever it is. So it, there's like a pre-interview process mm-hmm. where you sort of kind of get a feel for who this person is, uh, you know, what are their values, uh, what may, what excites them, what are they uh, passionate about. You know, you can kind of do all of those things even before you go and meet them. So, and that's part of it. Mm-hmm. So it's all kind of the preliminary work. And, you know, we go through a, a whole, a lot of people will ask me, well, where do I meet new people? I don't know where to meet new people. So we do that. We work on a strategy that, to help you uh, specifically find the places that you need to go to meet people that are going to resonate with you right. for who you are. It's all personalized. And so that's part of the coaching. You know, whenever you're <clears throat> coaching with someone, it really comes down to who they are, what they want. You know, you talk about manifesting your dreams and your goals. And, I mean, it's the same thing when you're when you're looking to find a partner. There, You have a dream. You have a goal. You have an intention. And the, the direction that you want your life to go, and if you have this big, strong desire to have someone to share it with that lifts you up, you know, that supports you, that stands by you, mm-hmm. who encourages you and believes in you, uh, you know, then then really it's going to be so specific to you. It's There's no cookie-cutter, one-size-fits-all, you know, for each person. Because, you know, each person is going to have their own ideas of, of what's right for them. Now, is there a typical length of time that this process takes, or does it also vary? It can vary. Um, my program that I have, it's it's an eight-week program Mm -hmm. Um, and I just take them through every single one of the steps and then of course if they uh, would you know have not found their ideal partner within that time and they want to continue working together then we can do that but for the most part that's what I do it just occurred to me that um, that when you're hiring somebody like you know how they say you're hiring a COO for your corporation so for for you it's a COO because somebody you're going to coo with (laughs) <laughs> my brain goes to all these places <laughs> I thought I'd share that with you it's fun <laughs> um, so what? tell me about some of the results you've gotten tell you about some of the results well I can tell you about 
uh, my own results, okay. if you'd like. I feel more comfortable sharing about me probably than sharing about some of my other people, although I've had some great, uh, you know, results with clients. Well, do you have testimonials? I do have some. I don't have them, like, right in front of me, but I do have a, a client that you I was You could be working. vague if you'd like, but I just have to get an idea of, like, some... Give you the some, generalization. You give me the, like, client A, you know, work with me, and now is this. I did. I had yeah. a, a client... Okay, I have client A. Hey. <laughs> client A yeah. was... Um, hadn't dated in a while, and was very nervous about getting out there, uh, you know, did not know if, um, and it was a woman, and she wasn't sure, you know, uh, if if men would be attracted to her. There was a lot, there was some past stuff we had to work through. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was the setting the clear intention, and, uh, you know, some amazing things happened with her, Um because there's something that happens when you set an intention in the in the world. Yes. It's like you're sending a message out and and you know I say you're putting up your now hiring sign. Right? And there's an energy that changes around you that suddenly uh either either people were noticing her before and she didn't notice them. Uh, and suddenly she started getting people would stop her. People would, you know, walked up to her in the middle of a bookstore and start talking to her, you know. And uh, so she had a lot of uh, suddenly attention where she had no attention previously and, uh, you know, was successfully uh, con- making some great connections. So intention got attention, then connection. You got it. It's sort of like there's a... Uh... Like a, a formula there. Yeah. You know, an equation you can you could probably Intention, write down. Attention, connection. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> right here on Blog Talk Radio with Coach Andrew, you have heard the beginning of a uh, equation, a love equation, <laughs> which is uh, darn near as good as uh, the you know, the love you take is equal to the love you make, which is uh, by the Beatles. Yes. The great love equation. That's right. So you have a dating. We just came up with a dating equation. If you'd like a to use it, I, I give you my blessing. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Coach Andrew. <laughs> You're welcome, Coach Laura. <laughs> That's why we call it Coach's Corner here. <laughs> because we're, we're coaching. Sitting in the corner, coaching. Um, very cool. So, uh, exactly right. now, when, going back to your um, your events that's coming up in January. Yes. So, first of all, I want to make sure we get to that early. We'll, we'll mind, uh, mind everybody again at the end. Uh, but tell people how to sign up for that. Okay. Uh, what it is, let me tell you a little bit about it. It's, yes. a, it's going to be, it's a teleclass. It's a free teleclass. That's got three parts, and we're going to go over the seven successful tips for finding your ideal partner now. And those include um, identifying is love all you need. So we examine your needs and what is it you really want and what's a relationship going to do for you. Um, Letting go of your baggage uh, and opening up the door to allow yourself to embrace someone new. Uh, intention gets you results. So the more that you know what you want, the more you're going to see the results. And we just talked about that and the success with that and your mm-hmm. equation, actually, which is wonderful. 
Um, we're going to talk about how you get out there and flash your feathers and get noticed, you know, not, not to be a wallflower, mm-hmm. you know, knowing knowing what makes you unique and you can go out and shine. So we, we go over some strategies on that. Uh, dating effectively so you're not wasting your time or theirs. And this is where we kind of get into a little bit about how to conduct the interviews to know, is this someone that I want to actually spend time with or is this someone I should just release and allow them to go be free and find their perfect partner for them? Uh, We talk about where do I meet them, developing social strategies and what's unique to you. And uh, then we will go into how to seduce their senses and learn the biggest mistakes that keep partners from finding you. So. Uh, that's going to be a three-part uh, series, teleclass. Uh, classes will begin January 15th, and you can sign up on my website at www.transitionswithlaura.com. It's right there on the home page. That's a good, memorable web page name. It is. Yes. <laughs> Transitions with Laura. Yes, we're transitioning you from yes. where you are to where you want to be. And it's uh, you can spell it. You know, I don't think you have to tell people how to spell it, which is always good. <laughs> yeah. Like I have a my business web name that I really don't even use. It is Ingenuity Coaching, um, mm. which is like the, that's like the overall thing. But you know how many times people don't know how to spell Ingenuity? <laughs> and you didn't think that through when you thought of it, right? Well, I think you know it's okay. It, it, uh, I, I'm going to find the people who are, who have enough ingenuity in them to to figure out how to spell it. To learn how to spell that word. Um, but, and actually, but my, but my my future coach is the one that I will tell people go to myfuturecoach.com because that's something you could tell to somebody online in a bookstore and they're probably going to remember it. Yes, and it's wonderful. I actually love it. It's very simple. They're not going to forget it. My future coach. Unless they think that wait, did he say your future coach? Was it my future coach? <laughs> I can't remember. Coach exactly. Yeah. No, it's good. I like it a lot. Yeah, so yeah, getting um you know, and that's the you know, I've had many, many uh conversations with people about uh, you know having the, the catchy name or the, the memorable or and I I I like to say simple that's easy to remember when you're doing things in especially in social media. Yes. It should be easy. It should be both memorable and easy to remember, easy to repeat, e- easy to replicate, and and that doesn't require um, massive spelling help. But you know, it, I have you know my name is Andrew Poretz, P-O-R-E-T-Z. Now I can tell somebody my name slowly and carefully, and they still <laughs> turn it into Portez. <laughs> And after a, a thousand times of dealing with it, I actually now own the domain name andrewportez.com. Do you really? I really do. And it, it just order, it goes, it shifts you over. I thought of having it yell at the person first and then shift you over, but I decided against <laughs> that. You dyslexic uh, moron, it's poor it. Ouch. But no, I, 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 I decided not to do that. But it's called embracing. I decided to embrace it rather than continue to fight it. I love it. So you embraced it, you own it, and now you control it, and you're in the driver's seat. Good job. Yeah, thank you. It's like you know, like (laughs) it's like with my shaving my head. I I embraced the hair loss. Now (laughs) I own it. 
That's beautiful. Now get out there and flaunt it. You I, can I, flaunt I, I your lovely. Fla- I can flaunt it when okay. I I got to learn how to. Well, when we learn about uh, what was that thing with the feathers you mentioned? Flash your feathers. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Now, which brings me back to now, you, you work primarily with women. I actually work with men and women. Okay, great. I'm very happy to do that. I love it. And uh, and so when when you have a conversation about uh, flaunting your feathers, yes. Um, now I associate that with that's a female kind of a thing. Uh, in in the in the human world, of course, in the turkey world, it's a, it's a big male thing. Yes, well, see, let me tell you, because that's where it came from. Ah. It comes on my on my website and on my business cards, on my logo. I have a peacock feather, and so the idea is when a when a male peacock, which they're the really beautiful, colorful ones, when <clears> they <throat> get out there and they start flashing their feathers, they look gorgeous, right? They totally get your attention. And they're kind of walking around strutting their stuff, going, hey, yep, I'm I'm it. You, look at me. Check me out. I'm awesome, right? Mm-hmm. And so they're they're very confident. They don't have any trip about if they're not good enough or if they're, they don't measure up to anybody else. They're like, oh, yeah, I rock. Check me out, right? So it actually is coming from a male peacock is mm. where it's coming from. So I'm encouraging people to get out there and flash their feathers and know because it seems like the most common thing is that we run into that we don't feel like we measure up or we don't feel like we're good enough. And coming from that place is not as empowering. You know, it doesn't grab the attention. If you walk into a room and you're, you've got your feathers out and you're flashing, you know, people will notice you. They're going to look at you. and it, I mean, it's like you're shining this light out there and people will suddenly go, wow, what's that about? You know, And they don't even necessarily know what it is that is attracting them to you or that's making them look mm. at you. But it has something to do with this internal part of you that's saying, I'm, I'm out here, I'm just being me. I'm open, I'm free, I'm letting, it, I'm letting myself shine through. And when you let yourself shine through, you're beautiful because everyone has this internal beauty that when they let it out, it's gorgeous. It's not about the dress you wear. It's not about your shoes. It's not about your awesome tight jeans or whatever you got there. You know, it's really about how much of you you're letting shine through so that people can see that and appreciate that about you. Well, that's why I love this. The picture that I currently have uh, as my Facebook picture, which you've probably seen, um, which, by the way, is very colorful, like a peacock. <laughs> and I'm singing with passion. It was from uh, my my most recent birthday party. Oh. And it's exactly the reason you just described why I have that picture up there. That's like me and my in my peacock moment. <laughs> I love it. It's yeah, perfect. You know, now you'll have to take a look and see what I'm talking about. No, I know exactly what you're oh. talking about because you're wearing like a yellow jacket or something like yeah, that, like right? Yeah, like it's like a really like bright jacket and and a bright shirt and and a bright head and a <laughs> bright smile and and the first thing I thought of when I looked at that was I loved it because you were singing. Yes. And I thought this is such a great, you know, picture because it shows you doing something really fun. Yes, and it's And not I happen posed. to be a music lover, so to me that like just spoke to me. So for all the the ladies out there who are music lovers, I'm sure they'll look at that and go, "Wow, okay, oh, yeah. this is not the average 
This is not the average photo here. This is a guy who's singing and he's bright. And you're right. You are. You're flashing your feathers right there. Good job. Yeah. Thank you. We have a we have a question uh, coming in here on the switchboard. We're going to take a a caller from the Pacific Northwest, I believe. Wonderful. Hello and welcome to Coach's Corner. Hi, Coach Andrew. Hi, Hello. Laura. Hi. I just I have to tell you I'm really excited about what you're doing. You know, when I met the love of my life. I went through a very similar process. I went on 200 dates. And let me tell you, it was fun at first, but then it got grueling. <laughs> and it wasn't until I used the coach to help me really bring to the forefront of my mind what was missing in all those other pictures. I couldn't see it. So how do you help people who know what they want, but, I mean, what is your coaching process for helping them see the things that aren't really present in in their conscious mind that they keep attracting the wrong guy or the wrong gal. And I'll take my call offline. Okay. So you, you want me to answer the question of what is it that I'm going to do in the process that's going to help them to do that. So we kind of go deep and we ask some really deep questions that help you to identify what it is that you really need and want. What are your needs? We get we get in there and identify uh, a lot more closely. Uh, a lot of times people will have like a general outline of what it is they want, uh, but it's not very clearly defined. So it's kind of like a picture that's out of focus a little bit. And so what we do in the coaching process is we really kind of bring that picture really clearly into focus getting you more in touch with what it is that you need and want, as well as identifying uh, from your past relationships, whatever you've experienced so far. You know, it's letting go of those old hurts. It's letting go of uh, some of that maybe negative energy that we hang on to and uh, identifying what was good even in, say, a bad relationship and how did it help you to become more uh, more you and bring more to the table in in your new relationships. Hmm. I just realized I put the caller back on on hold, so I was waiting for a response, but that's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> she did say she wanted to take her call. She would she would take a call offline. No, I actually was 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 uh, uh, thinking of. Uh, I think I had mentioned to you privately. Well, I've encountered people who have like these kind of uh, weird little dating bars. When I say bars, I mean bar to something, like to against things. Like they have uh, weird, yeah. uh, you know, you must like you, you must be six feet tall to even talk to me, or right, um, or ride a Harley, or you know, uh, make a six-figure income. <laughs> yeah, I spoke to somebody yesterday who says, "Oh, I, I only date." The guys who are like twenty years younger, yes, and it's like this thing, and like I don't know where it comes from. What do you What do you make of that? Well, I think that if you're going to consider, you know, spending your life with someone, if you're really serious, not just not just a date, just to go on a date, but I, I you know, if you're looking at, I'm going to bring in a partner and I want to share my life with someone. 
I think that you have to be attracted to that person, especially mm-hmm. if you are intending to have an exclusive relationship, which most of the people in our country do. Mm-hmm. have the idea that once we are together, we're going to be exclusive. Uh, so the physical attraction is really important, you know, being sexually attracted to someone. However, you know, bodies change. Uh, people uh, change, mm-hmm. you know, physically. Uh, and what doesn't change is who you are underneath, that inner person, that inner drive and passion and excitement and the beauty of who you really are. So if you're looking for someone who meets a specific criteria um, that's a physical criteria, um, they're going to change, and you can expect that. So if you're not ready to roll Mm -hmm. with that and make a commitment to that person, I mean, people lose jobs and they get new jobs, and people gain weight and they lose weight. So if you say, I'm only going to date someone who's... You know, five ten and um, you know, two hundred pounds or whatever. I mean, if it's a guy or, you know, <laughs> you know, that has a specific physique, he has to have big, you know, six pack abs or something like that. Um, be aware that bodies change. People get sick. Mm-hmm. Things happen. So if you're making a commitment to someone, what are you making a commitment really to? It's not their body specifically. I mean, of course, that attraction has to be there. I'm not going to ever deny that. It's really important in any uh, close relationship like that, Um, especially if that's the one person you're going to make love with for the rest of your life. That's really an important commitment. But, I mean, being aware that 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 can change, and what's not going to change is who they are. And so let's look beyond that. Let's kind of look beyond some of those um, material and physical things and look for the quality of the person that you really want. Because that's not going to change. Who they are is pretty much who they're going to be. They just seem like these, like these sort of arbitrary things that are maybe not the greatest things to focus on. Um, I think it's really limiting because it yeah, could be keeping limited. someone amazing away from you. Yeah. And what you, what really might be the man or woman of your dreams, the one that really will be there for you, stand by you, be your best friend, have fun with. You know, maybe they don't ride a Harley. And, you know, they might love to ride a Harley, but they don't happen to do it right now. So, (laughs) you know what I mean? It's like, why limit yourself in that way? If this is something that you love and that you're passionate about, you know, if you love to go skiing and and someone that you're dating has never gone skiing before, well, they may find they have a love for skiing too, but just because they haven't done it yet is no reason to exclude them out of the running. You know what I mean? Right. Got it. Yeah. Open up up the doors and let people in and just kind of explore. If you know you and you know what you love, don't put all these limitations in place. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, really you have to do what's right for you and and go with the person that's going to meet you where you are are in terms of what your life is and what you Mm want to create. It's funny what you just reminded me of when you said open the door. Um, Do you remember a game like a, a board game of sorts that girls played called Mystery Date? Oh, my gosh, vaguely. I can't even remember how it was played. It, You're going to have to remind me. I couldn't tell you how it was played. It's like I've never played it, but I, the commercials were so prevalent when I was growing up that it was, you know, everybody would know it, whether they ever played the game or saw the game. Um, I, it's a game that I can't imagine they would could even sell today because it's so uh, it's very sexist. Mm-hmm. So it's very um, of a different time, um, but it was you know it was a girls' game for like who 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 who's going to be your mystery date, 
you know, will it be a you know a loser or will it be like a big jock and you know what's it going to be? And it was open the door for your mystery date. <laughs> and that was, you know, you don't know who's the, who's it going to be on the other side of that door. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. There's not really a lot of, uh, you know, the traditional blind dates kind of going on around these mm-hmm. days. Uh, I think for the most part you always have the opportunity to a little bit get to know someone before you even go out with them, which is a wonderful um, advantage for the busy uh, men and women of our world today in that you don't mm. need to, uh, you know, unless you happen to be in that situation where your best friend has just invited you over to dinner and they've got somebody they they want you to meet but they didn't bother telling you about it till you got right. there. <laughs> Oops, there's a blind date, but it's not even really a date because you're hanging with friends, you know. Mm-hmm. So, so for the most part, we have this wonderful because of technology. Now, you can really you can uh, get to know somebody really well before you even meet them in person. And of course, that meeting in person is really important. But if you're if it's not going well over the phone, or if it's not going well, you know, when you're messaging and texting, then uh, maybe you don't want to take that step of meeting in person. I think you also have to like not do too much uh, of that because sometimes you can give it all away and then have a really awkward moment when you first meet. What do you think of that? <laughs> you, you're just sitting there in stunned silence. What is he talking about? <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs> So is that what it's like when you go out on the date? And no, it's if, like if, okay, if, we're if you like spend like silence. three hours on the phone and then you know and then you meet up, and it's like you're like we we did all our conversation. What happens now? I'm pretty sure you cannot exhaust all conversation. I use three hours all my I use really all my interested. stuff. You know, I use my best stuff on the phone. <gasps> I'm having like, oh. this, is like this is the George Costanza version. You see, or maybe you don't. It's okay. Anyway, oh, that was your George Costanza. That was my George version. Costanza. I'm sorry, I wasn't I was trying little... to give you the awkward silence thing yes, there. Okay. I was waiting for the George Costanza version, but that was already it. Worlds are colliding. <laughs> Worlds are colliding. Anyway, um... you used all your best stuff. Well, actually, what that means is if you've had a long conversation and you feel like you've exhausted everything that you had, uh, you know, once you meet that person in, in you know, face to face, you're going to have things to talk about if you manage to go through a three-hour conversation, sure. and the conversation was flowing. I mean, because you always know if you're spending time talking to someone and the conversation seems to be going smoothly and easily, mm-hmm. you're connecting, you're, you're, you know, then there's just more to explore. Right. You don't have to be limited. You can explore whatever randomly comes to your mind. You know, if you're going out and doing, like, karaoke and you're singing your songs. And, That's definitely I mean, one of my, my strong suits. Uh, yes. So, so, Laura, guess what? We're at the end of our hour. Oh, my gosh. That was so fun. I know. <laughs> so we have 60 seconds left. So oh I want to make sure I, I remind everybody that they can find you at www.transitionswithlaura.com. That's right. And are you uh, anywhere else on social media, uh, Twitter or anything like that? I am. I'm Love Coach Laura. Love Coach Laura. Yep, on Twitter. Right. So follow, follow Laura, I love Coach Laura. Yes. And I want to thank you very much for being with me today. I will be back uh, next week. 
And you can follow me on Twitter at Coach Andrew and find me at myfuturecoach.com. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and we will see you soon. Good night. Good night.